listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. We are coming to you live from the dining room of the Grand Hotel up on Mackinac Island during the Mackinac Policy Conference, which kicks off in just about an hour and a half. Uh, We will be talking this week with lots of political and business leaders around the state about the things that they're talking about up here on Mackinac Island, as they do every year. Uh, to get away from home and work, to be able to sort of come together around new solutions and new ideas. And speaking of new ideas, the first big news of this year's Mackinac Policy Conference comes by way of Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly. He announced yesterday that he is going to lead a ballot campaign to make Michigan's legislature part-time. His name is also one we often hear as a potential Republican candidate for governor in 2018. Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly joins me now on Detroit Today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Stephen. Great yeah. to be on the show. Yeah. So uh, I want to give you a chance to talk about why you think a part-time legislature is a good idea. And I'll start by saying I don't think it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a bad idea in absolute terms. I think given the circumstances we have here in the state of Michigan with uh, term limits, with uh, the, the sort of influence of special interest lobbyists uh, in, in Lansing, this would, be a, this would be a big problem. So I think this is a part, uh, place where you and I would diverge in opinion. Well, well let's talk <laughs> so, through some of those issues, but let me give you the, the backdrop sure. of it. First of all, was I could tell right away when I started in the legislative process that we have a must messy, inefficient system that, uh, that allows for posturing and procrastination in politics to rule way too often. And, 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 and when I look around the country and see so many other states, including other major states, that, um, that have uh, a system that limits the lawmaking process to a finite period of time, you just have to get in there, get the important work done, and go back home. And so I think all of those things, saving saving the taxpayer money, not procrastinating, you know, problems, they get worse with age, not better with age. Um, Get in, get the work done. uh, That's just something that uh, people of this state can really get behind. So uh, let's talk about the the, the complications, though. Uh, The the issue of term limits has really left us with, and you know this better than almost anybody, uh, having to deal with the legislature, with a crop of really inexperienced people trying to make law in this state. I mean, the, the Speaker of the House has been around in Lansing for four years, uh, which is barely enough time to learn where the buildings are. Uh, now he's expected to rally 110 people uh, to do the state's business. We we would be exacerbating that problem, right? I don't By think so. I, I think it's the opposite. Um, having a a term-limited full-time legislature is even more unusual than anything else. There's only three states in the whole country that do, it, do it that, that way, way. and true. so there, there are, and, and so of, of the term-limited states, twelve of them have part-time systems, and um, three of them are have full-time systems. But the problem with a with a, with the full-time system is you limit the number of people that can serve to just those who can completely are willing to completely abandon their life and career in the real world. To, uh, to serve for some finite period of time. And so there are a lot of different types of experience, and I think a lot of good experience gets left on the table because we require people to take a section out of the, the middle of their life in order to, uh, to, to serve when that's, that's not the best experience to have. I think that having people that are still living out there in the real world, working the real world, will be better equipped to make laws. Well, at the same time, most people who work jobs 
aren't in a position to take, say, three, three and a half, four months a year to go be legislators in Lansing. Their employers might not permit that. They may not be able to afford that. I lived in Kentucky and in Maryland, uh, both of which have part-time legislatures. And I would say up front, I don't think the part-time nature of those legislatures was the problem with them. Uh, but in both states, you have this issue of who can even do that. And it tends to, tends to be people who are wealthier, to be, to be honest, people who can afford to do that. Well, I don't think, that, I don't think you can generalize it in that way. One thing I know for sure is that, the, uh, is that the number of people that can serve for 90 days will be higher than the number of people that can, that can afford to completely abandon their, um, their life and career in its entirety. So the pool of people that we could draw from goes up, not down. And I think that the influence of, uh, of lobbyists on the system goes way down under a part-time system. Because right now it's so easy to influence the system when everybody's gathered year-round in one place. But if people are spending nine months of their lives in the communities they represent, naturally they're going to be more oriented toward representing those communities. See, I guess I would argue that the influence of lobbyists is magnified by this because Already it's true that the only permanent residents in Lansing are lobbyists. Uh, Everybody else comes and goes. Six years in the House, eight years in in the Senate, they have tremendously more power now than they did before term limits. This gives them even more power because they're there all the time. Lobbyists don't don't work part-time. They work full-time. Wouldn't it be smarter or better for Michigan to focus on lobbying and the absolutely laissez-faire rules that we have around that. Think of the the legislators, for instance, who are one minute on the floor voting or talking about something and the next minute walking across the street to a fundraiser where the the person who's putting on the fundraiser wants to influence the bill that they were just talking about on the floor. Isn't that the crux of the problem in, in Lansing? There are, there are a series of reforms that I think are necessary, so stay tuned. I think you're going to like some of the rest of the plan uh, that I'll be rolling out. But when it comes to... Uh, when so it comes so to you the, have other prongs of this that oh, you... There, this, this is the, uh, the first part of, of the plan that I think we need to implement in order to make our government system work better. Is this, is this, is this something that you will have all together next year on the ballot, or is it over... A period of time. Oh, you won't have to wait very long at all. <laughs> all right, that's a nice preview there of, of something that we may be getting. Uh, talk about uh, talk about what you need to do to get this on the ballot, and then how difficult do you think it is going to be to pass? Well, getting something on the ballot is very difficult because it requires hundreds of thousands of signatures, and the ground game that that, that you need in order to make that happen is uh, is a very substantial. A lot of a lot of people. This has already though got a strong ground game in place. And, um, and is already out there working today. And, uh, and I expect that we're going to be able to get this done over the summer. We have six months to do it, but I don't want it to take anywhere near that long. Yeah. Uh, w- one other prong of this, uh, of this proposal is the idea of lowering legislative pay. And one of the things you talk about is that legislators shouldn't make more, they shouldn't make more than teachers in Michigan. You know, I, I think that's a great point. But isn't the point that uh, teachers should make what legislators make now. Why not raise the pay of people who shape young minds in our state? Why not say, hey, you know what? We're going to make sure that teachers make at least as much as our state legislators and start there. I mean, part of, I guess, part of my objection to this is that there's a political calculus here that I think 
capitalizes on anti-government sentiment, capitalizes on some of the things we've seen the president talk about uh, in terms of his dislike of, of government, rather than saying, we ought to make government better, and the way to do that is not easy. It's hard. We may have to raise taxes to pay teachers more. We may have to rethink the whole term limits question. We may need to deal with lobbying in a way that is more sensible and comprehensive. Why not approach it that way? I think I am approaching it on taking on the system itself head on. You know, this is the sort of thing where naturally the, the system itself does not like change and doesn't like reform. Doesn't like it'll, reform, that's it, for sure. And, and, it will, and, it, and I expect it will fight tooth and nail uh, to, to prevent that, but I'm willing to take on the hardest things. All right. Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly, thank you very much for being here. Thanks, we disagree Stephen. on this, but you're a good man for sitting oh, there and taking my abuse. Oh, I think I'm going to win you over, <laughs> over, the, over the summer. You may very well. All right. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Up next, uh, we are going to talk with Senator Gary Peters, who is also up here at the Mackinac Policy Conference. Stay with us.